Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. thought about why people act the way they do? Why are some people more difficult to deal with, while others are always pleasant? Let's find out together. Welcome to Human Behavior. What a trip. Your host is Dr. Jonathan Brower. Our program combines expert guests with people just like you who have questions or comments. We'll have fun exploring human behavior. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jonathan Brower. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Jonathan Brower. My show is called Human Behavior, What a Trip. And we're going to have a nice trip today. My guest is Dr. Sherry Myers. She's a psychotherapist in private practice, and uh, she has written a wonderful book that has to do with uh, the way people use and abuse the Internet regarding uh, sex with their partner not knowing about what they're doing. So, uh, Sherry, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jonathan. And uh, just for a uh, quick introduction, let the people listening know about uh, what you do as a therapist and how you decided to become one, and then we'll get into the more details of, of your book. Um. Well, I've always been a therapist, probably from the time I was really young. So, but I didn't realize it that I was in a way the family therapist from the time I was a little kid. And it was only when I did become a therapist after I'd given up acting that I went, "Oh, this feels really right. I know I can do this. This feels totally right to me." And it was because I, and it helped me realize one thing, and that is whatever paths our lives take, they tend to circle round, and we land in the back, absolutely perfect place. So even though my early path took many routes, and I thought for sure I was going to be this big movie star, everything that I learned as an actress uh, ended up one, paying off as a therapist because it helped me learn about people when I was young. It helped me understand that there's so much more going on beneath the surface. And later in life, in my therapeutic life, I do a lot of TV. And it also helped me be camera ready when the time came. So I guess the first thing I would want to say to people is wherever your path has led, just stay open because every experience you've had until now probably will benefit you in in the whole picture. There's uh-huh. there's no accidents and no mistakes. That sounds pretty good. So um, let the people know the uh, the full name of your book. Okay, so I wrote chat. Well, the name of my book is Chatting or Cheating. How to Detect Infidelity, Rebuild Love, and Affair-Proof Your Relationship. And the reason I wrote my book was, one, because of TV. I became 
the go-to person for all the networks uh, when Clinton had his affair and then when any politician or movie star or sports figure fell, they started going to me to ask, why are people cheating? Why are people, especially people, so much to lose? Why would they risk it all? And then on top of that, I ended up for a website called Video Jug doing like 100 or 150 videos on infidelity for them. So Uh it just made sense that I should put out a book on the topic, and I thought it was going to be something really easy to do. Uh, One year later, (laughs) the book finally came out, and the feedback has been so amazing for it that it's... I'm, I'm so glad that it is helping people. Yes, so um, when you mentioned um, <clears throat> President Clinton as an example, what, what does go on in his mind, someone like him, where well, he's... Well, the latest to... scandal is certainly General George Petraeus, the most respected four-star general we've ever had who became the head of the CIA. So yes. he's the latest one in the news, and... Married for yeah. 36 years and Peoria, 38 years, going, huh, why would someone like that with so much to lose? And he did end up stepping down from being the director of the CIA, and everyone is hanging their head in shame right now. Um, and so the question is, why? Why would someone risk it all? Why would someone risk a 38-year marriage? Why would someone embarrass themselves should they get caught? Why would someone expect that they're not going to get caught? Yes. And I think there's a lot of reasons why cheating happens. Um, for most of us, it's because there's a vulnerability in the relationship. When you are a, a man like Clinton or a man like Petraeus who has devoted your life and your energy to your career chances are there's a huge vacuum in your relationship. And that's not to say that Mrs. Betrayus hasn't supported her husband in every way possible. But, for example, General Betrayus was off in Afghanistan and off in Iraq and off doing general sorts of things. My guess is there hasn't been a lot of feeding of the relationship at home. And relationships need energy. Relationships need the food and fuel of love and energy and attention. And whoever you are, if you're not feeding your relationship at home, if the relationship isn't solid, if there's not regular check-ins every day, if there's not a feeling like we are best friends and a team, that's when vulnerabilities happen. And that's where we can so easily be pulled by somebody who does think that we're wonderful and wants to give us attention and, and all the brain chemicals of new love start emerging, which we can talk about, Jonathan, if you'd like. Yes, that would be good to do in a few minutes. So, so someone like um, President Clinton, he, um, after he got caught, he took the tack that he hadn't done anything wrong. That there was nothing to be ashamed of. Well, I think, I think his famous line was, I did not have sex with that woman. With the pointing finger and the, glance, you know, the stare, and you really believed him. 
that because he was so, like, adamant that he did not have sex with that woman. And then it came down to, well, I didn't have sex is coitus. Sex is intercourse. And this wasn't that. So I didn't, it doesn't count as sex. So he minimized the affair. He minimized um, what his, you know, what really happened. And that's why I say for relationships, it's really important to define what is cheating to you and to have that discussion with your primary partner. Because, for example, President Clinton didn't feel that oral sex is sex. And so, but his wife may have very well felt, or the rest of the country may have very well felt, hey, you're cheating. That, that is cheating. So it's not what is cheating out there. It's what is cheating to you. For some of us, it could be flirting. If my partner's flirting with another woman, that feels like cheating. If, if, um, I, if someone kisses me, is that cheating? So define for each other what cheating is, what cheating means to you, because cheating feels like betrayal. So if you can define what it is out loud, one, your partner will know and won't minimize. They can't deny because they know this, in terms of the relationship, is cheating. So my first recommendation for all your listeners is even don't assume that you're both on the same page. Talk about it. Talk about what cheating is to you. Hi, go on. Go on? Yeah, you have one minute. We have one minute before we break. Okay. Um, one thing that I, I would love to mention is infidelity is more dangerous than ever now because you don't even have to leave home to cheat. You can cheat from your living room. You can cheat yes. from, um, you, you never have to, the kids could be running around. Your vehicle of cheating is in your pocket, your purse, or your computer. It's literally a breath away. You can have access and get your needs met and instant gratification 24-7. Yes. And I think in this day and age, we have to be very aware of how vulnerable we are and how easy it is to slide down the slippery slope. Yes. So I think it's about time for the first break. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Legal Shield. Total Access. Everyone deserves legal protection. With Legal Shield, everyone can access it, no matter how traumatic or trivial. Check out players.buildinglastingsuccess.com and jjbrower.com. Call Jonathan at 805-535-5111. DefeatAnxietyNow.com is geared to help people suffering with anxiety and depression. Intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy helps many people get to the absolute core of their problems and resolve them. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Interested in investing in real estate, leveraging other people's money? Call Jonathan Brower and he can give you some more information. 805-535-5111. That's 805-535-5111. 
SportsPsychologySociology.com can help you improve your ability to excel and enjoy your athletic endeavors. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to Human Behavior, What a Trip, with Dr. Jonathan Brower. If you have a question or comment for the show this week, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to jbrowerphd at yahoo.com. Now, back to Human Behavior, What a Trip. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Jonathan Brower back with my guest Sherry Myers, and she's a psychotherapist who has written a great book called Chatting uh, and Cheating. Chatting or Cheating. Chat, oh, Chatting or Cheating. And um, much of this, but not all of it, takes place through the Internet, <clears throat> and uh, we can take a look at that for a while. So, Sherry, you were talking during the break about um, what – qualifies or quantifies someone being a, a person who uses the internet to a certain degree which is way beyond a healthy norm um, okay let me clarify something that cheating happens in every venue not just the internet yes and but the internet is a vehicle that promotes cheating Yes. Uh, because, once again, as I was saying before the break, it's, it's literally a click away. And there's another issue besides having physical sex, and that's, in a way, cyber sex. Yes. Logical sex. And a lot of people are using, a lot of men especially, are using the Internet for, for example, pornography. And I'm, I'm often asked by women, you know, is that cheating? Should I be jealous? Of that, and my answer always is it depends. You know, if if your partner is using the internet almost like a porno film to get a boost, get some adrenaline, get some testosterone going, and it's infrequent, that's that's fine. If yes. it's regular, if that's really the only way they can have sex with you, if that's the only way that they can, if you will, being blunt, get it up. Yes. And, and, or they come to bed and you don't feel like they're there with you. You can feel, cause you could, a woman can always feel, in fact a man can too, when yes. your partner's not there and when someone's off in fantasy. Yes. A little bit of fantasy, fine. Just a booster. Bring yes. each other into the fantasy. Play with the fantasy. Great. But if you're kind of make, if you're suddenly just the vehicle, the receptacle, and this, your your guy is making love to someone else in his head. That's yes. not okay. That yes. is so not okay. Time yeah. to really address that and talk about it. And I would imagine um, it could be helpful for a lot of couples if they could, with their partner, put to words what kind of fantasies they want to have, and then hopefully they could have a fantasy with their partner. Well, that's very freeing. It's almost like... When we were kids, 
the, the kind of story where, or even I remember Popeye, and this seems really obscure, but stay with me for a moment. Sure. When you're watching, when I was watching Popeye as a very, very, very little girl, uh, there would be this drawing, and it, it started with, you know, a line, and then one child would come and add to it, and then some, and then the host would add to that, and it would be a cooperative drawing. Uh-huh. And in a way, that's, you know, if it can be a cooperative fantasy, that's very exciting. You're sharing something kind of special, unique, this own little story that you're both kind of creating in the moment. Yes. It expands the imagination and it opens up your body. So that is a good use of fantasy. Plus, I agree. It, it helps you stretch your limits. You know, it helps you begin to explore things that you would probably, and it, and it enhances intimacy because yes. you, you wouldn't tell this to anybody else. <laughs> you know, this is a special shared little fantasy just between you and your partner. Yeah, and the fact of sharing it brings them closer. Yes. Yes. It's like holding hands through it. Yeah. And uh, metaphorically, people can try, but they can't actually hold someone's hand through the computer. Well, with the computer, because my book, Chatting or Cheating, isn't just about Internet or isn't just about cyber. It's about all kinds of infidelity. The whole point of chatting or cheating is really that it gets, you can meet someone at the soccer field, a co-parent as you're watching your kids play soccer. It could be a co-worker. It's where relationships build. And a lot of times, and now with Facebook, you know, we're, they're called friends. We think they're just friends, and we're sitting and we're talking, and it feels very innocent. We don't have any plan to cheat. It's not like, sure, we may have the problems at home, but it's not like we go out in the world looking to cheat. And there we are, just open and talking to someone and finding out we have more and more in common and starting to like that person. Yes. Start looking forward to seeing that person. Starting to kind of change the way we dress so that we look good when we see that person. When we're home, we're thinking about that person. Uh, maybe if we are texting or have any kind of correspondence away from the workplace or away from the soccer field, we're just sending a cute little text or forwarding jokes or forwarding something that we think they'd like. Yes. And slowly, ever so slowly, and sometimes not so slowly, we start becoming consumed. We start becoming consumed. And in the old days, it used to take, you know, you, you, if, if this was someone, if you were having an affair on a business trip, you'd wait weeks, months, a year before you see each other. Yes. Now you don't have to wait at all. And we are getting ourselves into big, big, big trouble because of technology. Because yes. the minute we feel any kind of plunge, or we, or if we can sit and talk with our partner or send a text to this new, if you will, lover, yes. even if you're not having sex, you're still, in a way, having emotional sex. It's what I call emotional sex with this person that you're thinking about, fantasizing about, liking very much, and it just inadvertently starts draining your relationship. Yes. If there's already problems in your relationship, bigger problems will emerge because you're going to start comparing this perfect person with your partner, 
who will yes. indeed fail in comparison because they can't excite you in the same way. They just are dull in comparison. You're not feeling the same chemistry anymore that you are feeling with this new person. Yes. And that's when then more and more problems and separation happen in your relationship. And you start focusing your attention more and more on this fantasy person who you begin to think, oh, could this be the one? Could this yes. be the one? I've never felt like this before. Or I felt like this a long time ago for my partner, but it's been so long that maybe it's dead with my partner and this new person is really the one I'm meant to be with. Yeah, and in most cases that new person after a while will be the old person. Right, exactly. Yes. Because what's really happening inside us is our brain chemistry is taking over and neurochemistry neurotransmitters are releasing hormones in our body. Hormones and neurotransmitters such as dopamine. And dopamine is what makes us feel exhilarated, full of energy, consumed by the thoughts of this one incredible person. It also controls our highs and our lows. So when we have a lot of dopamine flowing, i.e. we're having contact, we're thinking about them, they're responding to our, our text, we get a little dopamine surge and we feel good. Uh-huh. If we've been out of contact for a while or we send a text and no one responds, we start plunging. That's when there is not a lot of dopamine in our body. Dopamine is yes. also why drug addicts get hooked, why gamblers get hooked. It's why risk-takers jump out of planes. It's, the, it's such a feel-good chemical, and when you get that surge of it, you feel more alive than ever. And that's what an affair does, be it a cyber affair, be it an emotional affair, or be it a sexual affair. It gives us a huge surge of dopamine. Even in the sneaking about and the secrecy, we get a little dopamine surge, and we start getting addicted. Now, add to that, for guys especially, you get testosterone because dopamine inspires testosterone. Uh-huh. So you're feeling lustful, you're feeling youthful, you're feeling like you haven't felt for a very long time. There's also oxytocin for women especially where the minute you do make contact, the minute especially eye contact and especially when there's been any kind of sexual contact, Oxytocin starts flowing, and that's the bonding hormone. That's the glue. And even if you consciously go, I'm married, or I'm in a relationship, or I've got kids and family, and nothing will ever happen, you almost can't help it it because your body is saying bond with this person, and you cannot help it. So in a healthy relationship, if uh, the two people, the couple... Both um, speak a lot with each other, gaze into each other's eyes, have a lot of tactile touch with each other. Then uh, they may be satisfied and don't need these other things, right? Right. If I so, think if your partner is your best friend, and your relationship is based on friendship and positive regard, studies yeah. have been done that show that relationships that are based with a deep friendship. And each person has positive regard, respect for each other. They are the strongest relationship. 
Okay. So you were, yeah, so, so deep friendships, having a lot of tactile sensation. Well, uh, and, it helps and, a lot. Well, the other thing that makes for a healthy, strong relationship is communication and honesty. That you talk about everything. And talking about, and communication really means talking and listening. Because listening is love in action. Yes. Listening, being interested. Yeah, hold your thought. We're going to stop for a break. Okay. And we'll come back to this in a moment. Okay. Real Life Solutions. Voice America Health and Wellness. Legal Shield. Total access. Everyone deserves legal protection. With Legal Shield, everyone can access it, no matter how traumatic or trivial. Check out players.buildinglastingsuccess.com and jjbrower.com. Call Jonathan at 805-535-5111. DefeatAnxietyNow.com is geared to help people suffering with anxiety and depression. Intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy helps many people get to the absolute core of their problems and resolve them. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Interested in investing in real estate, leveraging other people's money? Call Jonathan Brower and he can give you some more information. 805-535-5111. That's 805-535-5111. SportsPsychologySociology.com can help you improve your ability to excel and enjoy your athletic endeavors. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Listening to Human Behavior, What a Trip with Dr. Jonathan Brower. If you have a question or comment for the show this week, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's toll free 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to jbrowerphd at yahoo.com. Now, back to Human Behavior, What a Trip. Hi, everybody. This is Jonathan Brower with my guest. Sherry Myers, and we're talking about chatting or cheating, or cheating or chat. <laughs> How do you say it? Chatting or cheating. Yeah, chatting or cheating. And uh, that's her book, and I think you should all buy it and read it. So we're talking about um, what goes on with people getting fixated with some, someone who's new to them and uh, putting all their energy into that person and and leaving their spouse or mate behind. So at one point, right before the break, we were talking about how important communication is and how ideal it is is for in couples for the two people to be speaking about whatever is on their mind in a way that's not to be harmful, but just to be honest and open. And um, we often say that people don't communicate, but People cannot not communicate. So the example I would use is um, a father who will have nothing to do with his eight-year-old son for the next 20 years, and people might say, well, he's not communicating with his son. But he 
he he is communicating with his son. He's communicating with his son that he doesn't want to have anything to do with him. So um, that's a big problem in all kinds of relationships. So Sherry, you were, you were talking about um, how important and useful. Well, not only how important yeah. communication is, but uh, Dr. Gary Chapman talks about the five languages of love. And even if we're communicating, sometimes we don't feel like we're communicating. Because, yes. for example, my beloved's language of love, number one language of love, is words. And so he expresses love and words and sends me cards and tells me how much he loves me a lot, which is wonderful. It is wonderful, and you can never overdo, really, telling your partner how much you love them. However, yeah. my language of love isn't words. It's action. Uh-huh. So he can say all the words he wants. I don't believe it unless his actions follow through. Uh, yeah, I agree. So he has had to learn my, if you will, language of love. And that is not just saying words, but, for example, I have tea every morning. And I never asked for this, but every morning he leaves out my tea with a little note with a heart on it or uh-huh. some different note. And it's the action that's so meaningful to me. Yes. For other people, their language of love... Now, we all have a little bit of each other's language, but there's our primary language. And so for others, it's physical affection. My brother, it's physical affection. He wants his wife to touch him. That's how he feels love, making love, being physically affectionate, kissing, holding hands. To him is the primary language for love. For others, it's thoughtful gifts. It's, you know, that you've stopped by and you pick up some flowers on your way home or, hey, I was at the store and I found your favorite chocolate and I just brought you a chocolate bar. But it's the thoughtfulness of that you thought about me, that you bought me something to show me you're thinking about me. Yes. And so we each have, and for the, the last language of love for many, is um, spending time together. And I know for, because I counsel a lot of couples, I hear time and time again couples complaining, one or the other. Actually, usually it's the woman who's saying, we don't spend enough time together. And the guy goes, what do you mean? We went to Home Depot, we watched TV together. And the woman goes, no, but we're not spending time together, quality time together. So let me tell you something that I learned early on, that for guys, for women, quality time means face-to-face. So you're talking to us. You're looking into our eyes. You're, we're doing activities that we have dinner together, but it's face-to-face. Guys can do because they're more competitive, and they've been raised to bond doing sports and such. So they bond side-by-side. Side. They yes. don't need the face-to-face contact. So for when we're talking about communication, these are all ways to commun- communicate, I love you, but it's really important to know your partner's language and communicate in their language yes and uh, but at times they need to the guys need to um, give the language that they their partner wants well we both yeah. not just sometimes if you if it's about I love you then if yes. you really love each other it's understanding how your partner is loved and speaking in their language like, for example, Jonathan, if you spoke French, 
and I only spoke English. Yes. How would we communicate? At first, we would we it would be a little hard. We'd do it through smiles, through nonverbal gestures, through yeah. touch. But over time, if we were going to make it, I, w- I would have to learn some French, and you would have to learn some English. Yes. And we'd be communicating sometimes in my language and sometimes in your language. But we'd be honoring each other by saying, I love you, in the language that our partner most understands. It's the same thing with these five languages of love. Even if you're a word person, if your wife or partner is a quality time together person, all the words in the world will not replace if you spend quality time with them. So speak, communicate in your partner's language of love, and that will make a huge difference. Yes. So with the um, face-to-face eye-gazing into each other's eyes, there's a high, I don't know what the percentage would be, but a fairly high percentage, maybe even 40 or 50% of the population, they um, want to avoid gazing into each other's eyes because it brings up too many feelings that they can't handle. Right, or it sounds very um, new age or or gay or whatever. You know, there's lots of reasons to discount it because you're right. It brings up a lot. A lot. So many of us can't even sit still for 20 yes. seconds to gaze. Um, it's it's intimidating. And I, I'm actually not saying eye-gazing. I mean, if you love eye-gazing, do yes. it. Even if you can do it for three seconds to five seconds, yes. we really look into each other's eyes. Um, often, I find with couples that they start laughing or it feels silly to them. So I always say, look at each other, but like find something on your partner's face that you really are discovering for the first uh-huh. time. Kind of approach it with curiosity and what, what will I discover? Or if you are eye-gazing, see if you can see something in their eyes, you know, like maybe a new color or, wow, I didn't know there was yellow, you know, and brown in your eyes. Uh-huh. If you are looking and discovering, what begins to happen is you are also opening to seeing your partner anew because yes. a lot of times the problem is it's the same old, same old. And we start assuming and not seeing. So when you look each day, that's why check-ins are so important, too, to really discover what's new, what happened today, what do you want to share, that there's something new to discover each day because that's what keeps the relationship more exciting and vibrant. When we fall into complacency, we get bored, and that creates huge holes in our relationship. So keeping it fresh, keeping the variety open, trying new things together, doing things together are some of the antidotes to affairs. There are ways to affair-proof your relationship and make your relationship strong. Yes. So uh, (laughs) among Orthodox Jewish men, the general rule is they're not going to be in the presence of a woman if her husband isn't around. Do you follow me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just thinking out loud. I'm wondering, uh, so, so some of these Orthodox Jewish men may have these very strong fantasies about certain women. 
But if they don't act on it, and if they don't talk about it, then no one else knows about it. But for some of these men, it might be better if they could talk about it, but not act out on it. Well, there's a whole culture with orthodoxy, especially orthodox Jewish, um, both with men and women. You know, women are only allowed to show their hair to their partner, and they wear wigs uh, with the public. They are supposed to be wearing clothes that aren't going to attract other people. Muslim culture, especially Muslim culture, and especially in Arab countries, same thing. I mean, they wear burqas, where it's totally hide. So basically inherent in the culture or enculturation is distrust. You know, your your sexuality can't be trusted, so we're going to set rules for you. Um, What orthodox religious people have is they can keep turning to God. So whatever comes up, Uh because it is about, they read that Torah year after year after year, and they're supposed to find new meaning and story. And year after year, you know you're growing if you see something new. Yes. Which, by the way, is a really good (laughs) practice for relationships, too. Yeah. (laughs) As I said before, keep seeing something new. But in orthodoxy, the one thing is you keep turning, you know, in Catholicism, there's confession. Yes. You're supposed to be looking at your stuff and processing it, recognizing you're human, and there's issues, but not denying them. That's what confession's all about. Go and confess your sins, and then you get absolved. I think in any kind of religion, that is built in. Any kind of serious, like, serious orthodox kind of religion, that's yeah. built in. Not to be in denial. And to, certainly you're not talking about it, and you're certainly not allowed to be out there bragging about it. But yeah. it's, it is about processing and looking at and keep turning it up to God, turn it up to God, turn it up to God. Yes. So um, there's a lot to all this. <laughs> so what else would you say about chatting or cheating that we haven't um, mentioned yet? Well, I think it's important to know, talking about owning your stuff, I think it's really important to know the signs that you may be crossing the, you're lo- crossing the line from chatting uh-huh. into cheating because one thing that goes with it is denial. We deny, we distract, we write it off saying, oh, it's no big deal. Hey, we're just Facebook friends. Hey, it's just a coworker. Or if our partner starts questioning us about it, we will go, what, are you paranoid? Get off. My God, everyone else is doing this. I'm with someone who's a real crazy lunatic. You are so jealous. So... It's inherent. Cheating goes with lying. And cheating goes with deception. And we might be deceiving ourselves as well as our partner. So let me just tell you some of the signs that you are crossing the line. Well, wait, hang on. We'll go back to the signs. Come back to the signs right after the next break. Okay. Which is happening right now. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health & Wellness. Legal Shield. Total Access. 
Everyone deserves legal protection. With Legal Shield, everyone can access it, no matter how traumatic or trivial. Check out players.buildinglastingsuccess.com and jjbrower.com. Call Jonathan at 805-535-5111. DefeatAnxietyNow.com is geared to help people suffering with anxiety and depression. Intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy helps many people get to the absolute core of their problems and resolve them. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Interested in investing in real estate, leveraging other people's money? Call Jonathan Brower and he can give you some more information. 805-535-5111. That's 805-535-5111. SportsPsychologySociology.com can help you improve your ability to excel and enjoy your athletic endeavors. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Human Behavior, What a Trip with Dr. Jonathan Brower. If you have a question or comment for the show this week, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to jbrowerphd at yahoo.com. Now, back to Human Behavior, What a Trip. Hi, everybody. This is Jonathan Brower with Dr. Sherry Myers. And she's written a wonderful book entitled Chatting or Cheating. And uh, that's what we're t- talking about today. So, um, Sherry, where do you want to pick up at this point? Well, I was just about to talk about the signs that you may have crossed the line. Because it is, as we were saying, so easy to be in denial that you don't realize it and that you're rationalizing it. So here are some signs that you may have crossed the line or are crossing the line. That is, you're checking your messages constantly. You're thinking about him or her and what life would be like, and you're wanting contact. In fact, if you don't have contact, life feels kind of dull, and Uh you feel like like you're not going to survive. Now, I know that sounds dramatic, but inside it almost feels that way because what's happening is you're developing a crush and your highs and lows are coming from the amount of connection that you're having, i.e. the dopamine that Uh we talked about earlier. You're wanting to spend more and more time together and you're also drawn to this person. Even if you're just talking on Facebook and you never meet, there's kind of a chemistry a sexual energy, a titillation, and an excitement. And what's beginning to happen at home is you're becoming a little more secretive. You might be going into the bathroom to text. Um, yes. If there's a call, you're taking it into the other in the other room, where before, with anyone else, you would just do it in, in front of your partner. Sure. There's also a shared intimacy where you're starting to tell this person more and more. And you're maybe sharing less with your partner at home. And there's also a chemistry. That is one of the big differences between a platonic friendship and one that's crossing the line is, you know, friends, 
you, you love them. You may tell them lots of good stuff. You, you know, sometimes you might be telling them secrets that you don't want your partner to hear, but you're not turned on by them. There is no yes. sexual chemistry. Sexual chemistry is one of the big dividing lines that says, hey, this person is kind of sexy. Turn it. If you're flirting, you're starting to change the way you look. If you're starting to desire them, if you're making love with your partner and thinking of them, beware. That's a huge red flag. Yes. And this sexual chemistry thing uh, can be very easily done at work where people spend eight hours in the same building. Well, work, the workplace is a very sexy place because you are, you have a lot in common. You also, because you may want the distractions, so it's wonderful to be excited about something or someone at work. There you are. You might be going on business trips together with this person or there's reasons to meet up after work to discuss a client or whatever is going on. You can find reasons to be together and also hide it quite efficiently from your partner because you're just saying, hey, it's a coworker, and we have to go to this meeting together and we have to spend this time together and we're texting about work and we're emailing about work. Oh, they're calling about work. Oh, yes. why are they calling at midnight? Uh, I know that my part, my coworker just burns the late night oil for sure. So when these people get caught at this by their partner or spouse, um, what's the best way to go about trying to repair the problem? Well, the most important thing is one. You know, I, I'm I'm often asked, is it better to confess or get caught? And a lot of men believe that it's easier to get forgiveness than it is permission. Mm-hmm. So they wait to be caught. Um, if you are caught, it's one, you know, fear takes over. So yeah. it is really natural to deny, deny, deny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go, no, yeah. or try to turn it on the person or distract. But yes. that's not going to save your relationship. It will destroy it. Yes. Because if your partner's confronting you, chances are they've got the evidence. It yeah. may start with, I have this feeling something's going on. But chances are, if they're, they're pretty sure, it's because they've got evidence. So it, it's important to be able to give a really, really, really good apology. And yes. I always say, know the four R's. Recognize your role in it, express regret, remorse, take responsibility, and do whatever you can to remedy and make restitution. Yeah. So recognize, one, that you've been caught, but two, that this is devastating for your partner and yes. also devastating for your relationship. And you really do have to own over and over and over again, because a lot of times we also, by the way, apologize and think, okay, I'm done, I apologize. No, you, you may have to be apologizing for months. And to be thoroughly apologizing. And, and truly, sincerely, and the level of your apology may have to deepen, because the first yes. apology might just be out of shock, where you, yeah. you, you recognize it, you are sorry, you go, damn, I goofed up, I didn't mean to, it all just happened. And you go, please, I want our relationship to work. But you're not really feeling it, you know, fully yet. Because it's almost like when you get bruised and your body goes black and blue, everything's still kind of numb. Yes. So, And your partner is going to, once they do find out, 
they're going to want more and more information. They're going to want to know you're truly sincere. They're going to want to know you're ending your affair. They're going to want to know they're safe with you, um, that you won't betray them again. So this is is all a process. To rebuild a relationship is like an earthquake hitting you, a 9.0 earthquake. You can rebuild, and you can even actually rebuild a stronger foundation and a stronger relationship on the other end. I've counseled so many couples who have a much better relationship post-affair because they both realized how much they want it and were both willing to do the work to fight for it. Yes. But the affair must end. It's like a lot of times they go, oh, well, can't we just be platonic friends afterwards? I mean, we... And the answer is no, probably not, probably not. And even if that is possible, you have to give yourself time to focus on your partner and absolutely heal with your partner before you ever consider transforming that relationship into a friendship. Yes, I agree. So um, it seems to me for children who are in a family where their parents are very much uh, connected with each other and love each other, that those kids growing up are less likely to have these kinds of uh, affairs, extramarital affairs. Um, I don't know if that's true. I'm just guessing. I'm not sure about that, but kids who witness a loving home and who are raised by two parents who love, respect, and deal with each other very positively, who are a team, Yeah. Learn what a secure relationship looks like. Yes. You know, so many kids, so many of us have attachment issues where we fear we want relationship, but we also fear it. Yes. That love doesn't mean security. Love means trust or distrust, or love means you could be hurt, or love means a lot of things, because there's no modeling for what a secure relationship looks like. So as parents, that's probably the greatest gift we can give our kids to show them what a loving, committed partnership looks like and functions. Okay. Okay. So we have about 25 seconds left. Uh, I'm very glad you were on the show today. Is there any one last or one pithy comment you can make at the end of all this? Start investing in your relationship now. It's never too early and it's never too late. And make your partner your best friend. If there's loopholes, start filling them in. Sit down with your partner, look in each other's eyes. You don't have to gaze for very long and say, I love you. You matter. I'm here. We are important. I'm not going anywhere. And let's work this out so we have the best relationship ever. Okay. Well, that was a wonderful summary at the end. And I enjoyed you being on the show immensely. Thank you. And I hope a lot of people see your book and buy it, Chatting or Cheating, with Dr. Sherry Myers. Thank you again for listening today. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Human Behavior, What a Trip, with Dr. Jonathan Brower on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have fun experiencing your human behavior. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.